Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Lieber. Everybody and welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. For a lot of you, it feels like the first time. That's how long it's been. And uh, James, I'm not sure if we can continue to boast that this is a podcast several people watch every week. We might have lost our two to three listeners slash watchers <laughs> through no fault of my own. Why don't you tell them why we lost those viewers? I, I've been calling, I've been writing letters, James, I've knocked <laughs> at your door, and you keep saying, no, beat it, scram, that's all I get from you. Like, what? why don't you want to record this podcast? Oh, it is definitely the low point of my week, but it takes 25 <laughs> minutes. It's like, hey, Steve, 25 minutes, we don't even have to be at the same spot, we just have to do a phone call. Last week, I think I finally pinned you down for a time, and you somehow didn't have a second phone that you needed to do it. And we were out of luck. You, uh, your wife left to go get supplies or something else as she did continue to do the heavy lifting on Rattlesnake Ranch. Hey, I was supervising. There oh. were guys doing stuff. Come on. That's true. They were laying asphalt. So, like, what was the driveway before they laid the asphalt? Were you just driving up a dirt trench or what? No, no. It's still there. We wanted to expand the driveway a little bit to fill out the front of the house. So that's why the asphalt was being put down for the for the fleet of vehicles you're adding trailers and and riding lawn mowers and atvs basically you need an airport tarmac to park all your vehicles now (laughs) airport tarmacs aren't as long as our driveway the asphalt guy took a look and he said you know uh the driveway needs a little bit of work i said yeah there's some rough spots and it needs to get sealed and he's like uh you know, most people, uh, you got to drive it this long. It costs about eighteen grand to do that, but I can save you some money. And I thought, what? Like, can you save me seventeen five? Like eighteen <laughs> grand to seal this thing? Jesus! But yes, Just we have it? a driveway that's just over a third of a mile long. Man, that's that's the kind of thing my my parents have asphalt, and they would just seal it themselves once every couple of years. They just go buy buckets of it and push yep. it with brooms, like yep. for eight. And now, granted, they're not; it's not a third of a mile long. They, you need like twenty of their driveways to equal that. But you know what? It's you clearly don't value your time anyway. So you could be out there with buckets pushing <laughs> it down your third of a mile. You could you could do that. I mean, it might kill you, but that's a risk I'm willing to take. <laughs> well, you and me both at this point, brother. Uh, time is something I don't have. I think I, I can't remember if I told you, but I used to get up at 3.15 every day to write, and then it turned into 2.15 because I didn't have enough time to get into my day. Now I get up at 2 because I, <laughs> I just don't have time to get everything done, and I'm literally busy every minute of my day from 2 a.m. till I end up going to bed. Because Mrs. Steve is on the injured reserve list, so everything falls on to me, from food to laundry to taking the dog out to everything, including all of the stuff out at the ranch. Plus, we have, we're living in a hotel right now because she can't get a wheelchair around the garage that we were living in. Plus, 
We had to go to the emergency room. She had a fall one day, and thank God, I was out at the ranch, which is an hour away, and the front desk guy was able to kind of step in and make sure the ambulance got up to the room and in. It's like, Jesus Christ, I can't slow down. And I've got a book coming out October 12th. That took an entire weekend to finish up. So yeah, time becomes a commodity, and uh, unfortunately, this show is... On the priority list of 100 things to do, it's about 120th. How, how dare you? Just because it wastes <laughs> our time every single week and generates no how income or publicity I... <laughs> whatsoever, how dare you, sir? You know, the temerity that I felt when I said that was indeed quite high, good sir. Man, I that was a slap to the face. You know what? I'm here wasting my time too. We are we are in mutually assured time wasting, but that's okay because I enjoy well mainly just the secondhand disaster that is your life at this point. At this point, these episodes are therapy to me. You continue to go to new heights of chaos, but one thing I do need to know, as you push your wake up time earlier and earlier and earlier, you are old. So are you just going to bed earlier, in which case you gain no time? Uh, not necessarily because, <laughs> it, no, in fact, I'm actually going to bed later as I think oh. about this. Like today, we're recording this on a Wednesday and I only come into the office three times a week now, but that compression, the, the number of patients I see is still the same. So I'm actually seeing people until eight o'clock tonight, Man. which means I won't get out of here till 830, which means I won't get home until well after that. And ordinarily, I would be in bed by nine, but there's a zero percent chance that that's going to happen. So you're sleeping from 9.30 or 10 to 2. That is, Those are hours I ran for a number of years, and it nearly killed me. And you are much older and more frail than I, so I don't know if we're going to be, have you around for many more episodes. I'm starting to get alarmed. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of chasing. Wife's doctor is uh, like an hour the other direction, and I'm the only one that can drive. And uh, <laughs> just a... My life is a remarkable pain in the ass right now, James. Well, I am impressed that you managed to schedule in anything other than mowing. That's all I see from you on Twitter <laughs> is mowing. And about the time you finally finish mowing that property, the first part of it will have grown up again. So that's going to be your new full-time job. Oh, not with the BAM, the big-ass mower. Uh-uh. That thing, it's got a 64-horsepower engine and an 11-foot wingspan, and it boasts— 11 feet? <laughs> Yeah, it can it can mow seventy five acres in an eight hour day. How many acres do you have? Well, they're not all mowable, but one hundred and thirty eight. So you it's it's going to take you two full days of mowing. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're not going to mow the whole thing. We'll probably mow thirty acres, maybe maybe forty, Man. but we won't mow it all the time. If I were you, I would like mow around the house and then yeah. stop and just leave the rest to the rattlesnakes or let some farmer come up there and bail it for you. Is that, have you not made any farmer friends? You talk to everybody. You spent like a week straight at a Waffle House. Surely you've made <laughs> friends with a farmer. I do talk to everybody, and we've made friends with several people in town. I can't remember where we left the story. I think I told you about the sheriff coming over to meet the new people that were moving into his county, but... We've no. uh, wait, wait. We've let, had... me, let me stop you there. You did not share that part, and that part needs to be recorded for posterity, where no one will listen to it on Wrong and Wronger. 
I thought I told you about when uh, the junk people came with a big dumpster to clean out all the old crap from the other owner, and they didn't have brakes on their trailer. And there must have been, there were probably, they probably had 8,000 pounds worth of stuff. The hot tub alone was well over 1,000 pounds, I think. Anyway, so the trailer is loaded, and it's like it was heaped. It was a big construction dumpster that was being pulled on wheels, obviously, behind a dually truck. Mm -hmm. Except they didn't have brakes on the trailer, which is a no-no. Anyone that's ever pulled like a camper or something, you need to have electronic braking system on the trailer. Point being, they loaded this thing up. They didn't even put ratchet straps over the top. It was a good seven or eight feet above the dumpster. Everything was piled. And then they went off the edge of our driveway and into the ditch. And so all this is happening, and they had to get a Class C wrecker out, like one that pulls semi-trailers out of the Man. ditch to come and anchor itself and try to winch this thing. I learned there's a difference between winch and wench, by the way. Interesting. Anyway. <laughs> so while all that chaos is going on at the end of our driveway, the sheriff stops by and came up to have a little chat and talk about all of the stories of the exploits of the former owner. And he came up and said something very interesting about small town USA. He said, you know, word in town is that a doctor from Nashville bought this place. And I thought, <laughs> huh, how did that word get around town, sir? But anyway, so yeah, the sheriff stopped by. And uh, he stopped by to check on what was going on. But several people on Twitter who live in rural areas pointed out, no, he just came to check you out. And I think there's probably some truth to that. I'm sure he reported back to his people all about that doctor from Nashville. I just love that with, you know, the opioid crisis and meth and all those <laughs> things. Like the biggest threat in his area was a doctor moving up on top of a hill that nobody wanted to live in anyway. <laughs> well, it's uh, the way of the world. And I'm uh, I'm delighted to live in an area like that. What is the population of this county? Like eight you know, I don't know the answer to that, but somebody asked, how close is your nearest neighbor? And we had to actually go out and look where our nearest neighbor was because <laughs> it ain't no place close or obvious. Really? So line of sight, you can't see any other houses? Oh, God, no. No, no. I, not even close. But the funny thing is, you can't even really see the houses, even from the road. Like, we had to find a mailbox and just kind of assume there was a house back there somewhere in the woods. That's how the neighbors are. <laughs> I'm going to laugh when that, that one neighbor whose mailbox you found sets off fireworks on days other than the 4th of July. <laughs> I did. I've had, had people come up to me and say, do you let people hunt on your property? And I thought, ooh, ooh I can make some money doing this. So <laughs> I do. In fact, I'm going to charge you to hunt on my neighbor's property as long as I can get away with it. Yeah, until they die from rattlesnake attacks, then you've got a whole different <laughs> issue on your hands. Like everything. Everything snakes aren't active in the fall. It's too cold. Not in Tennessee. If it's, I mean, they don't, it's not like they all freeze to death and die. There'd be no more rattlesnakes. They're clearly around somewhere. Well, but it, they're cold-blooded. Like, they can't get their motor running when the temperature's below a certain level. I'm sure they would make an exception for you. I, I really think their blood would just start to boil when they see you walking by on their property. The, <laughs> the land they had reclaimed, and you are fighting to get it back for reasons that no one understands. 
So I guess let's just 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 to reiterate, you're, you've been yep. spending 95 hours a day mowing. You're driving 16 hours each way to work three days a week. Uh, your wife lost a leg or two in some sort of a horrific accident. Um, is did I miss any disasters? Uh, no. The, the the plumbers took a week to get the plumbing straight in there were three guys and it took them four days to figure out how the plumbing was wired in the big and little <laughs> cabin and then ripping everything out and replacing it with stuff that actually worked but now we have working plumbing so what was so weird about the plumbing that they couldn't figure it out i mean i mean plumbing's pretty straightforward the water starts high and flows low and that that's about it well, it comes in from the road, which is over a third of a mile away. The two cabins are about 60 yards apart. And so they had to figure out, they had to dig trenches to find all of the pipes. And then some of the pipes weren't adequate because they were built years and years ago. So that got replaced. The water filtration system wasn't adequate. There was a giant well, which wasn't a well. It's like a giant water tank with a pump in it that uh, nobody could figure out why it was there or what it did. So that had to get removed and routed around. And then the, the piece de resistance was they could not figure out how the water didn't work in the small cabin. Mm -hmm. Something was keeping the water from going there. And that took two days to analyze that problem, diagnose what was going on and fix it. And what was the answer? They thought that either pipes were clogged or there was a shutoff somewhere in between that got shut off or that, uh, that something was not connected properly. And uh, the funny thing was in the home inspection, it said that the water in the small cabin worked just fine, which I had a conversation with the plumber about how the home inspector obviously lied because he or she <laughs> did not want to make the march 60 yards and go check it. Might have been raining that day. Who knows? But anyway, the problem was we used to have a hot tub and apparently in the country, you do things any way you can, anything to keep you from having to go to the store, which is like <laughs> half an hour away. So the plumbing to the small cabin actually was routed through the hot tub. So when the junk guys came and disconnected the hot tub and sawed all of the pipes off, uh, they apparently sawed off the connector that went out to the small cabin. So, in essence, the home inspector, when he did it, the, the plumbing there probably did work. Uh, I, I mean, that's a good possibility. I hadn't put that together you have, because at the yeah. you have defamed time, an anonymous person for no reason, Steve. Take it back. Yeah, I didn't think about that. The conversation I had with the plumber was before he figured out what the problem was. So, yes, because the pipes were still connected back then. Oh, man, that takes a little bit of wind out of my story. Sales, though. <laughs> well, as long as I can make it a little bit less fun for you to tell, but it's just as fun for me to listen to as everything continues to go wrong. So what are you? Uh, so are you still out there every day, even though you can't live at this place yet? Three days a week I'm here in the office. Every other day I'm out there because my latest project is in, we're uh, taking out the wood decks and we're going to pour concrete instead oh. of having wood decks. And... Uh, it is a slow go with one guy trying to remove decks. So it's uh, my body. I'm in decent shape because I've been working out, but I'm not in construction shape, man. I have a lot more respect for those guys than ever because I've been swinging a hammer for the past week and a half. And I am I, I, I get like a little sweaty and a little shaky when I see the Aleve bottle on the counter <laughs> because I know the magic pills are in that bottle, baby. 
So how long until Mrs. Steve uh, regrows a leg or two and is able to help you again? She has a, a brand new ankle, and I think she said she would, that, I don't know, I can't remember all the things that she tells me because, uh, but I think it'll be two months that she's out of commission, Woo. at least out, out of commission. Now, then she goes to physical therapy and uh, the cliche is she has to learn to walk again. She has to figure out how to use that new ankle. And so she's not going to be fully spry until at least a little bit into 2022. I can't help but think she did this on purpose to let you take the lead on the manual labor for once. It was very conveniently scheduled. I don't know. She was talking about getting a mechanics creeper so that she could finish caulking around the baseboards and then use a <laughs> nail gun and put the baseboards back up. So she, her mind is still working. She's in way too much pain to do that right now, but I don't think it'll be long before it's healed up enough that she starts getting in there and getting her hands dirty again. So are you pouring the concrete patios yourself, or is this something you're hiring out? No, we're hiring it out. <laughs> Did, you found <laughs> people to guy, go up there? Every time Heather says, uh, uh, Mrs. Steve says, uh, when is the concrete guy coming? I, I don't know, because he doesn't give a direct answer. Like, uh, he'll say, ah, well, you know, so many things, the variables, like the weather, can we get concrete? Can I get my crew in? We just had to fire a guy. So we'll, we'll work out the scheduling. And I'm like, right, but I'm not there every day. So we need to work it out ahead of time. Ooh, I can't do it ahead of time because I never know when I'm going to be where. Like, it's going to have to be one of those things. And I think, okay, I don't know what one of those things means out in the country, but before anything can happen, those decks have to come out. And so I will finish ripping them up either over the weekend or I actually have a crew of guys coming in on Monday. That's the rock star and his crew that I told you about, I think. I, is this their first trip out or are they making a second trip out? This is their first trip out. They had one scheduled, but we didn't have all the materials in because supply ah. lines are down because nobody wants to work anymore. We can thank the world for that. Man, but that, that contractor, the concrete guy, he is every contractor ever. Somehow something yes. that should be very, like, I, I can't imagine the world of concrete, like, is in that much a flux. You go to the place, you get the concrete, you mix it up, you drive over, you pour it. But yet he's unable to plan even a few hours in advance. So someday he's going to call you by surprise, and you're going to be in a completely inconvenient spot, probably halfway across the country. And yep. you're going to refuse to come back, and then you're going to buckle, and you're going to drive nine hours back. Because if you don't do it at that exact moment, you will never see this guy again. Well, he will have left the property eight hours and 50 minutes after I hung up, so I won't be able to get there on time. I also asked him, we're getting a garage, which, by the way, it takes 10 weeks just to get the materials delivered. But we, the part of the deal with the garage is we have to clear an area for the garage to sit on. So they say you got to take four inches off the topsoil. So I say to the concrete guy, look. On one of the days that it's raining and you can't pour concrete, can you bring your skid steer out and just help me clear a four a, a, a pad, a build pad for the garage that's four inches of topsoil off? He said, yeah, no, thanks, man, for the business. Absolutely. And I said, okay, when can you do that? And he said, we'll get together. And I said, right. But like, when can we schedule this? And he said, we'll work it out. Like he kept avoiding answering the question. And I, I still don't have an answer, James. And you will never get that answer until he one day shows up and just decides an arbitrary four inches to clear off. That will be where your garage goes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's a big damn garage, so I hope he clears enough. And at some point, I don't even care. I just need the garage so I can move our uh, stuff out of storage and into the garage on our property. It makes me feel so much better that you're having trouble with contractors because, you know, as I have <laughs> trouble with every single person I've hired ever, I just, uh, after a while, you start thinking it's me, but it's, it's not. It's it's contractors everywhere at a state I've only driven through twice or three times, and I, clearly I could not have poisoned the contractor pool there. They uh, they got bad <laughs> all on their own, but I'd like to think they, they're giving you the special runaround, being that doctor from, you know, Nashville who can't be trusted, one of the outsiders now up on the hill. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd say looking down on them, but you can't actually see anybody from up there. But I'm sure you would look down on them if you could. No, we when we're in the house, you can't hear humanity. You can't see humanity. It is another planet. Man. But on Monday, I'm hoping the Rockstars crew shows up because he has a guy. And he, he works on the Rockstars property like full time. And a rock star friend said, I pay him 500 bucks a day to work at my house. And I said, Whoa. will he come out here and work? We'll make him a rich man. Like, I just want someone to come out and work. We want to put uh, an addition on one of the cabins. Eventually, we'll want to put an addition on the big cabin. Like, we, we want to have access to a guy. Man, he pays $500 a day, like, every yeah. working day. Man. Yeah. Is like yeah. the highest paid handyman ever, and he's probably worth it too. Imagine having somebody who just shows up and perpetually works. I can't even imagine. That's worth like two thousand dollars a day. Dude, so he makes roughly a hundred k a year being the guy for my guy, my rock star yeah. friend. And it's like you you can't find guys who are a competent, and he's a magician with carpentry, but b available at c sober. D reliable, like you know, you understand. Man, that is. Are you gonna try to to uh, you know basically throw away your rock star friendship and poach this guy? You then you can have a five hundred dollar <laughs> a day worker who, with your current budget after buying the property, you can probably afford for about like a day and a half. Well, if he doesn't take a lunch, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't have much for him to do. Like if I could poach him for a week. And I, I would pay him to drive out there. Like, it's a good hour 15 or hour 20 from his place. But it's like, I don't care. Whatever it costs, we want to get this crap done. It is amazing how much a competent handyman slash craftsperson can accomplish in an unbroken eight-hour day, which you will never get, by the way, under any circumstance. But <laughs> in a hypothetical parallel universe where a contractor showed up and worked for eight straight hours, they can do like half of a project, half of literally any project in eight hours. It is magical. Well, that's the beauty of where we live. He is marooned at our place when he's there. <laughs> there ain't no run into the store for a minute or I'm just going to go grab some lunch. Like... When you're there, you're there. Although, I mean, that's every one of my projects ever is, you know, you get home from the hardware store and there's one more part you need or you've got the slightly wrong size or whatever. And I'll, I've started now, if I'm not positive on which part I need, I'll buy like it in three different sizes just in case and I'll <laughs> return them later. In my hardware store now, they built one closer. It's only a mile away. So it, by the time you get in your car, you drive that mile, you go there, you get there, you check in, you check out, you lose a half an hour every time. And for you, the half hour is just the drive time. It's actually 40 minutes to like a, the nearest Lowe's or Home Ooh. Depot, anything like that. Yeah. yeah. But this guy said he's rebuilding our bathroom because we had to rip all the walls out because of mm -hmm. the water leak. But he said, send me as many pictures as you can so I know exactly what to bring. And so Mrs. Steve went, snapped a bunch of pictures, and he's like, we will be there Monday. 
And I told Rockstar Guy, while he's working on the bathroom, you and me are going to finish ripping these decks out, so bring a reciprocating saw. Wait, yeah, the Rockstar's going to work, too? Yep. Who are you, and how do you have this much influence over people? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not ripping out anything for you. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I texted another one of my Rockstar buddies who's dormant right now, and I'm like, dude, come out here and swing a hammer with me. Get in touch with your Paleolithic side. And he's like, you just want help swinging a hammer. And I said, yes, I do. And that's the last I heard from him. <laughs> Man, he is he is smarter than most to, to avoid that <laughs> trap. I will say this, though. The one absolute indulgence you need on this, besides the you know overall indulgence of owning just a rattlesnake-filled property in the middle of nowhere, is you got to get an electric gate. Those things are the coolest things ever. You put it way down at the end of the drive, and you push that button in your car, and it slides open, and it slides back closed. And even though they could just park and walk around it, it makes it feel like you live in a fortress. So you- <laughs> I, I will take that under advisement. I, I don't like the sound of that, Steve. I just gave you an excellent <laughs> suggestion. You're going to triple the value of your property. Take it from just a, a, a weird place where a weird guy lives and nobody wants to visit to, like, actual supervillain lair. Like, if you want these people to think you're a rich doctor, you got to have the sliding gate. That's, that is the kind of just legress that, that sets you apart. <laughs> well... Uh, we've got to sort of get our legs back under us financially after all of this going on before we can afford to do anything other than just the bare minimum of getting stuff up and running. Like, it's uh, it's been a mess. But speaking of messes, we've got to bring this mess to a close, James. I don't know if you have any closing thoughts, but I can walk us right out of here. Please get us out of here so we can let you get back to all the new disasters. I mean, every second you're not here, you're just collecting more material for the next podcast, and I truly appreciate that. (laughs) Well, one thing that I appreciate is any of you who have stuck around through the two-week hiatus that James forced upon you and (laughs) and still are watching. So uh, continue to tune in and see me, and at some point we'll talk about, like, all of James' barnyard activities, and you can take that any way you want. But until we meet again, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James the Exploding and Pig-Owning Unicorn, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, thanks for leaving me alone during these moments of need and not pitching in and helping. I'm talking to you, Breakwell. And until then, remember, as always, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>